Hey, hey, what is up? The Leafs convo back in business for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. It is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. Hallelujah. A new year is upon us, and soon the NHL will be back in business too. The all-new uh, COVID-affected season begins within, like, the next two weeks. Mr. Agello, good to be with you again. Happy New Year. Good morning, Norman. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well. And yes, it's something to look forward to. Thankfully, the calendar has flipped to 2021, and we hope that means a lot of the things that we had to deal with in 2020 are in in the rearview window. But right now, I think what a lot of fans are looking forward to is January 13th and the opening of the NHL regular season against the hated Habs for the Maple Leafs. And, you know, what that Canadian division is going to be like. It's going to be a, a 56-game schedule yep. where almost every game is going to be meaningful. Mm-hmm. So it's going, be a, it's going to be a big challenge to the Leafs, and I'm not one of those people who buys into, yeah. well, they're the favorite. We'll, we'll see. Let the season play out. Yeah, I just want to see hockey. I wouldn't care if the teams were situated in southwestern Ontario and playing each other 50 times over the course of a, a short period or a long period. I just want to see NHL hockey back on the ice, competitive hockey, safe hockey. It remains to be seen if we can have both, but there's only one way to find out, and that is to uh, give it a go. Ten days from now, this season will begin, and training camps didn't start weeks or months ago. They officially started today, Mike, and you're not there to cover them. So how are you doing that? Well, the uh, the media... Um, are not allowed at the Ford Performance Center. Uh, apparently, I guess the Leafs are going to be making um, Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan and everybody available via Zoom conference call today for the opening of training camp. And they're doing their medicals, and then they're going to be providing video. But it's not going to be like the normal training camp where the media is all there at the Ford Performance Center in the in the press box watching line combinations. It will get some sort of feel of what's going on but really the first real look we're gonna get is on the 13th when everybody else gets the real look at it so it's, it's gonna be an interesting situation and obviously you know training camp is being done this way because they're afraid of players getting infected and I, I that's obvious that's understandable but it's in terms of coverage it's going to be challenging for the media to be able to provide the coverage that the fans really want this is the least convo podcast norm in london ontario Mike in Buffalo, New York. Thank you very much to Oak Ridge Ford for the sponsorship of this endeavor. The 2021 F-150s are out. We have the lion's share of them at Oak Ridge Ford, and they are selling like hotcakes with good reason. The F-150 is the best-selling vehicle in North America, and the 21s just go to a completely different level. You can uh, message through community, get at me on Twitter, or you can reach out to me Uh, With your tin can and your string, you know that I have one here that uh, we'll be able to connect uh, with, and uh, I'll get you set up in an F-150 or a nice little escape. How serious are we taking the action with this season to come, Mike? Are we resigned to whatever we get? Can we talk this up a little bit too much when there are so many other things at play here uh, that have to go right to allow this season to actually not only come to fruition, but have a conclusion? Well, it's definitely going to be challenging. I mean, obviously, you look at the, the schedule that was laid out by uh, the NHL, and in particular uh, for the Leafs, you see 
you know, series against say Edmonton or Winnipeg where it's two games in a row in Toronto or in Winnipeg. It's, you know, it's sort of a baseball schedule in a lot of instances, but I, I did notice when they released the schedule, there was not a great deal of back-to-back days, um, which I thought there were, were going to be like a baseball schedule. And I, apparently the reason is, is because, you know, God forbid somebody gets in, somebody tests, tests positive for COVID, they have an, uh, 24 hours to be able to bring players up from the taxi squad or from the minors at the AHL are playing to be able to fill those positions. So it's like they, they did build in a little bit of a buffer uh, to postpone games or to move things around in case positives happen. And we've seen that in the NFL this year. We've seen it in Major League Baseball and the NBA. So it's good that the NHL is prepared for that. And they have to be prepared because more than likely with some of these teams, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect by any means. But again, the attempt is being made. OG's converts, we have this discussion uh, week in and week out uh, on the YouTube channel. You guys on social media platforms are discussing the the merits of a season, um, wh- whether it's something that is necessary, wh- whether you believe it's the right thing to do um, at this particular time. Mike and I are itching for hockey, and we think that the NHL can coexist um, in, in this COVID era, which doesn't seem to be slowing down. It's actually getting worse in many respects. I mean, there is no right or wrong answer to this because everybody has their own opinion on it. Um, But the NHL season will begin, uh, whether you like it or not, on January 13th. The question is, um, from that time to the point when a Stanley Cup is awarded, how many hiccups will we encounter along the way? And will we get to a point where we're asking whether this entire thing was worth it? On the ice, Mike, what has you excited? What is there a storyline that you're expecting to play out? Well, I, I think the, the thing that is going to be most curious, and because training camp is going to be 10 days and there are not going to be exhibition games, there is not going to be that you know two-week period where Sheldon Keefe, or before him, Mike Babcock will play around with the lines and substitute this guy and that mm-hmm. guy in uh, different line combinations. More than likely, you're going to see the line combinations that are going to play on opening night from the get-go because they want to have familiarity with those players, have mm-hmm. muscle memory, and and just skate with their line mates and get ready for the season. Now, it, by that, it, I think that means – you know, who will Austin Matthews line up with? Who will John Tavares line up with? Will Joe Thornton be playing third line center or fourth line center? Will Spezza be playing on the wing? You know, how will Nick Robertson or Alexander Barabanov and all the free agents that they signed, how will they mix in? What will the defensive pairings be? I mean, all those things we will know probably from the beginning of this week because they will practice with them. And I, I do think, and you see it, how it's going to play out with a number of teams the Leafs may have a 20 or 21 man roster to manage cap space. And they're probably going to be promoting and demoting Mm -hmm. players on a, on a daily basis because of the, you know, the cap and a lot of other teams are going to do that. But more than likely 
this is a 25 or 26 man roster with players being moved in and out. So we're going to get a look at Miko Lettinen. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a look at Barabanov. All these players who are on the taxi squads will more than likely at some point or another, whether it be for positive tests or whether it be just because they want to get them a look, they will play. So I, I find that exciting. And I guess, like I said, I can't wait for puck drop on the 13th. What are you expecting in terms of quality of play? Early on, I think if anybody is expecting it to be as sharp as it would be middle of the season, they're going to be disappointed. But, you know, more than likely, as I thought, I think we saw um, when it came to the return to play and the qualifying round in the playoffs, I thought the quality of play early on was good. Then it dropped off a little bit and then it came back. Um, now the question here is, I mean, you've got a, you've got a pretty much a veteran team who knows, you know, what is expected of them more veteran than it has been before. So I think they will be prepared and, you know, teams can't fall behind when you're playing in a, you know, seven team division and only four of the seven teams get into the playoffs. You can't, you can't afford long losing streaks. So having veteran players knowing what is expected of them is going to be probably a very big key for this. You wonder how these players' body clocks tick used to entering a second half of the long grind right about now. This is the beginning of it. So for for some, especially some of the older guys, the timing might be a little bit off, just the the Mm -hmm. way they're seeing the ice, the way they're feeling this part of the, the new year. Uh, and then for others, uh, the the young guys who you know don't have the the routine um, year in and year out ingrained in their system, it's just drop the damn puck. Let's go play some effing hockey. But with a shortened schedule, Mike, that you hope ends without any sort of interruptions, um, there isn't a hell of a lot of time to feel your way around things. You could you could find yourself behind the eight ball rather quick, especially if. Um, you know, in this Canadian division, taking on teams that, you know, come out hot and stay hot. Well, I think the advantage for some players, and I, I'll point to Letton and, and Joe Thornton, is that you know, Thornton was playing in the Swiss League, not a ton of games, but enough to sort of stay in shape and, and keep that, you know, that sort of body clock going. Um, and Letton was playing in the KHL. So they had, they've, they've had their blood flowing at times during – while you know everybody else has been waiting around, and the Leafs informally have been practicing at the Fort Performance Center probably for the last month, so you know as opposed to some other teams, you know they may be better off than other ones. So, but we'll, the only way to see that is what happens yeah. when when puck drops, and you know I think the the expectations are very high for this team. Sure. You know, everybody's picking Toronto Toronto to win the All Canadian Division. If you look at the All Canadian Division over just over the last couple of weeks with Montreal adding Corey Perry. Um, and, you know, I, I, and let me just say, a lot of Lee fans were like, oh, my God, they got Corey Perry for 750000 and we spent double the amount of money for Wayne Simmons. Well, Wayne Simmons is three years younger than Corey Perry, mm-hmm. and, Cor- and, and Corey Perry had an absolutely crappy regular season 
with the Dallas Stars and re- and rekindled himself in the playoffs where he played great. If you if you can guarantee me you get that Corey Perry, then then I would have signed him for 750k. But he could be absent without leave if 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 he and if he plays like he did uh, during uh, the way he did during the regular season for Dallas. So who who knows which Corey Perry you're going to get? But you know Montreal added him. Uh, Ottawa added uh, uh, Derek Stepan, added Braden Colburn and Cedric Paquette. I mean, all these deals, you know, they've added players. Ottawa is not going to be a cakewalk. Montreal is better. The teams out West, Mm -hmm. Vancouver just added Travis Hamannick on a PTO today. These teams are all going to be challenging. This is not going to be a cakewalk, and it's not no guarantee that the Leafs are going to win this division. Is it ever a guarantee with that team ever, Mike? This team probably should have won a Stanley Cup by now, right, Mike? If you compare the the growth of this group and the talent of this group with the that Chicago Blackhawks team that uh, had Jonathan Taves and then drafted Pat Kane and Duncan Keith and these cats, you know, they went Mm -hmm. from bottom feeders to Stanley Cup champions in the period of what, three, four seasons, three, 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 four seasons. But, but there's a difference. There's a difference with that team. Not only did you have Kane and Taves, you had the depth of the lineup. You're talking about that first cup winner in 2010. They had Versteeg, they mm-hmm. had Bufflin, yeah, they yeah. had Dave Boland. But, and then they, they overcame an average goaltender in Anti Niemi. But look at their defense. They had Yarmolson, mm-hmm. they had Keefe, they had Seabrook. I keep going back to the Leafs. The key to the Leafs winning a Stanley Cup will not be just Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and John Tavares. It'll be who they have on the blue line. And if they don't have a good enough blue line, they will never win a cup. You know, that's the, the, the core premise of this podcast is balance for, for a, a team that has been heavily weighted at one end of the ice. Um, so heavily weighted that you know, there was an expectation th- that it could compensate for the deficiencies on the other end. Mike, we've been going on it, about this for, for years and years now, and I think we're in the season three of this uh, YouTube version of the Leafs Convo podcast. We go back to the Leafs uh, and, and all of their prowess, n- never really living up to the hype. So the, the idea that they are on paper the favorites to win the Canadian division is nothing new. Uh, what isn't new? Um, the Leafs failing to live up to those expectations. It's happened uh, season in and season out. Um, you know, at least during this Nylander, Marner, uh, Matthews era. And you know, other than being excited and feeling confident and comfortable with the veterans that have been brought in by Kyle Dubas as a necessity and as an understanding that it takes more to, to build a winner than just analytics. The Leafs haven't proven that they can live up to the hype. Then again, in this shortened season, um, this wacky COVID-affected um, campaign that's to come, Maybe this is the one. You know, obviously it's going to be getting the same kind of production they got out of Matthews and Tavares and Marner uh, as they did last year. A a big key is going to be a bounce back of Morgan Riley, who had injury problems last year. 
the the other key is going to be some of the new blood like Robertson if he makes an impact mm-hmm. or Latinen or uh, Barabanov. But really the key is going to be what they get out of the new blood that they added in free agency. Is Joe Thornton anywhere close to being the, the guy that he was a few years ago? And if you have him as a bottom six forward, if you have Wayne Simmons, who's a former 30-goal scorer, if you have Jimmy Vesey, who was one of the most sought-after college free agents in hockey history, um, and, and he's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a decent player. He's not a superstar, but he's a decent player. If they get just good production out of these guys to supplement the quality core that they have, that is going to be the big key. Otherwise, if, if, if it's all dependent on Matthews and Marner and Neilander and Tavares, like it used to be all dependent on Matt Sundin back in the day, and they're not going to win. It has to be a diversified offense. It has to be, there has to be depth. There has to be quality on the blue line and in goal. They need all cylinders clicking or otherwise they're not going to have it's success. It's going to come upon us really fast here, OGs and converts. The start of this new season, at least right now, unless something unforeseen happens or maybe something we expect, we're 10 days out from puck drop on um, the 2021 NHL season. Are you excited about this? Are you optimistic about the Leafs' chances, about this season actually coming together in a complete positive way without any interruptions? Let us know in community. While you're on the YouTube channel, please like this post and subscribe to the Leafs convo. Mike and I have big aspirations um, for the season ahead in terms of our podcasting and our collaboration. You know, uh, through 400 plus posts on the Leafs combo channel since 2018, we put our money where our mouths are when we are talking about content and uh, we will continue to provide for you in the days, weeks and months ahead. Mike, a real quick comment from you on the World Junior Hockey Championship, and then we're out of here. Well, I think Lee fans who were critiquing the first-round pick of Rodian Amirov, or Amirov, I've been told that's the proper pronunciation, um, have to be uh, pleasantly surprised because there were a lot of people who who criticized that pick because they thought the Leafs needed to take a defenseman. And Amirov, since that point, um, has really played well in international tournaments in the KHL and now in the world mm-hmm. junior, he, he's leading the Russians in scoring. I, I talked to Chris Peters for, from ESPN uh, this morning on another podcast, and he was effusive in his praise of, of Amaroff that, you know, obviously it's going to be a couple of years since he's 19 years old, but he's a, a really, really solid prospect and th- that Kyle Dubas made a really good selection. So this is three years in a row with this first pick. Sandine is an NHL defenseman. Nick Robertson appears to be a you know potential top six forward, and they drafted him in the second round. And now Amirov could be another quality player. So on top of him, a couple of the Finns and Roni Hervinen, who scored the winning goal yesterday against Sweden, and uh, Topi Nyamela, the defenseman, who is has been – Finland's best defenseman, their point man in the power play. You know, he's 19 years old. It's going to take him at least a couple of years, but there's a lot there. And, uh, you know, so they've hit on this draft with their top three picks. And that, that just, I think, is something that's a feather in the cap. of Other than obtain the ultimate success, the Leafs have 
themselves into um, you know a formidable organization with the the core group of superstar forwards, the veterans who've made their names uh, in other locations uh, now in Toronto, trying to finally uh, ob- obtain that that championship glory with the biggest organization in hockey, and then all of the the drafting that Kyle Dubas and his team have done. Again, this organization has plenty of prowess and there's plenty of talent from top to bottom, but it's, it's got to come together to produce playoff series wins and, you know, one after the other moving towards Stanley cups, right? You can't blame us for being a little shy in predicting the ultimate glory when season in and season out, teams that should have gotten close to that have come nowhere near it. Let's be optimistic about uh, the days ahead. Also cautious about it, not just from the, you know, the hockey perspective, but from a health perspective too, Mike. Listen, it was a lot of fun. Happy New Year to you. I hope everybody's okay in Western New York. And I'm looking forward to not only a great season of Leafs hockey, but a, another great season of Leafs Combo hockey. Talk to you soon, Mike. Thanks, Norm.